All right, we'll do it again. Do it. Welcome to SF Live, episode 244. I'm Buren Goldcorp, CEO David Clark. Fantastic. Now let me switch cameras here and uh, welcome you back or welcome you on the program. Thank you. It's great to see you again in yeah. person this time. You were uh, on SF Live last week, two weeks ago, 10 days ago. I was? Uh, SF Online. Sorry. Oh, yes. Our <laughs> conference. I was. I don't remember this. Our, our conference series. And uh, it was a great presentation, quick 15 minute pitch running through it. Um, I titled this video The New Kid on the New Founder of Gold Block. So you're, you just listed, I think it was end of November? End of November, that's so, right. So yeah. um, give us a bit, like since your first time on SF Live, we have a lot of viewers, um, give us a quick 30, 60 second pitch of Beer and Gold, and then we'll dive into some of the details exploration-wise. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're, we've been around since 2018. Um, we started out as a private company incubated by a Dutch private equity firm, um, you know, based on a good idea in part of Newfoundland that had been underexplored. And uh, we did, you know, a couple of seasons of exploration, got some great results, really encouraging. Uh, and then we're able to do an IPO last year, completed our IPO in like late November. And now here we are, newly listed, and we're back on the property drilling again. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, we're, we're going to get into like, uh, I like starting at the very beginning. Okay, so incubated by a Dutch private equity firm. Um, how do you acquire the project? Like, like, how did that all come together? Sure. Like, well, I guess it started like many, uh, many of these stories started at a you know, over a beer at PDAC, which is where many mining stories get started. Um, but essentially, this private equity firm, Plethora Private Equity, was looking for a uh, an idea in Newfoundland. They they could sort of indicate, you know, uh, they'd seen that Newfoundland was an up and coming jurisdiction. This was kind of before the the gold rush really got started properly there. So you know, we we you know early off the block, and uh, they were looking for an idea. And uh, we were just chatting over a beer and, and essentially I, I was, you know, I proposed an idea for them or an exploration thesis for something I thought was while exploring uh, and they liked it. So we just sort of, you know, shook hands uh, and then about a month later staked a large land position on the Buren Peninsula, which is in eastern Newfoundland, uh, you know, did an option agreement with a local prospector who held some of the small claims there and then, you know, went off to the races. So we came together really fast. So it's, it's a true staking story. Oh, yeah, like absolutely. You started from ground yeah. zero pretty much. Yeah, we staked actually a very large land position because, you know, when you first come into an area and if it's wide open, you, you, stake, you stake widely and then you go and you evaluate after. So uh, we staked a large land position and over that first summer of exploration, we sort of pared it down. We went, you know, got on the field very quickly, looked at the parts that were more interesting, the parts that were less interesting and just sort of let all the, you know, let the land go that we didn't want and then kept the, the big core of, of claims that we did want. Oh, okay, interesting. How, how long did you work on the project before you went live, meaning public with a company? Well, from, I mean, we, were, we staked in, in the, I think it was April of 2018, and then we listed in November of 2021. So, wow, okay. You know, we, you know, we proceeded fairly quickly through like systematic exploration. And then, you know, once you have those results and you start to approach the market and, uh, you know, then you have all the, the time you need to take the IPO properly, and then you back at it after. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, b before we start talking exploration, what the plans are, and dive a little more deeper into the projects, uh, let, let's talk cap structure real quick, um, just to get everybody on the same level. Sure. Uh, can you run us through that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. The, um, I mean, as a private company and incubated by you know one partner, essentially, they had a large land, large share position, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so we we uh, arranged across with them uh, across. For them early, well, just before the IPO to get them down to a more manageable level. Uh, then through the IPO, they were diluted a little more. Now we're at a position where we have a really nice tight cap structure, 38.3 million shares out. Uh, Plethora owns about 24%. The insiders are at about 20. 
and uh, and our strategic new gold has uh, just under ten. What attracted New Gold? Like, I, I went through the presentation, I was like, oh, New Gold is in this. Like, you guys are early, early, early stage. Like, what's a sure. mid-tier producer doing in there yeah. as, a, as a shareholder? Well, I think that they're, you know, mineable resources are getting harder to come by, and especially mineable resources in, in good jurisdictions. Um, a company like New Gold obviously specializes in, in, in this kind of deposit. Like, this is the story they're looking for. There's a lot of different, I mean, every producer has their own, uh, specialties uh, and and the things they they particularly like and uh, new gold you know specializes in large low grade bulk tonnage targets and to find one in you know in Canada in a mineable jurisdiction it would be a great a great asset for them so I think they saw the technical potential of the story and wanted to jump in early so they actually came in on a private financing round when we were a private company. Okay, that doesn't happen too often. So that, that that's really like yeah, it's good a, to it's see. A, I keep saying that that seems to be one of the phrases I keep using. See, yeah, it is, well, it is good to see because right? it's it's uh, it's tangible evidence yeah. that a serious producer sees merit to the story you're trying to spin, right? You're, I mean, you're yeah. trying to say we have the potential for this kind of asset, and they're saying that's the kind of asset we want. Therefore, you know, we'll put in a, a modest amount uh, picked up, like they did a million dollar placement in, in us early that's on. That's actually quite decent. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and it, yeah. it it helped us out. We were able to advance the project and then take it public and. You know, to, to go down a little further that rabbit hole of a new gold, um, are they involved technically a, a, at all? Do they have? Uh, do they see the data and what you're working on? Is there a working relationship, or is it just pure financial interest at this time? They, they took well early on. I had several meetings with their uh, with GPX. Um, you know, they've been very supportive and and been happy to give comments and advice. Uh, but they've been relatively silent. Partners okay. really. Okay, so you no know, data sharing or anything arrangements like that, or not not on no. a not on an ongoing basis, but no. uh, but they're you know I'm I'm approachable, so they, <laughs> it's like they can come to me anytime they for, want to talk for yeah. sure. Yeah, we we, we do have period we've have have had periodic updates. Yeah. Um, any other institutional shareholders in there, like or any other shareholders of note? Is uh, the the private equity fund still involved? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they still own twenty four percent. They're they're I think very supportive long term shareholders. They really property be tested properly and realize value through through expiration and yeah. success okay. uh cash position we got got to go talk about before talk about how you're going to spend that money mm -hmm. yeah we're just under six million right now the ipo yeah. was uh you know raised uh, just under seven in total uh, of that we had something like four million hard dollars to or nearly three million i think of flow through yeah. um so we have a good hard dollar treasury uh, now deploying the, the the flow through dollars back in the future yeah and you have to spend all the flow through by the end of this year is that right by the end of this year that's yeah. so that's going to go yeah well we'll talk about that into drilling right so i want to talk about that in, yeah. in a second sure um so we talk cash share position shareholders how many shares out uh 38.3 3 million okay super tight so yeah very yeah tight. And i mean uh, we're just out of the gate so ex exactly yeah. no i'm just doing the math in my head like how much of that is tightly held because I, I looked at your trading volume it was like eh, there's like twenty thousand shares a day seven shares a day yeah right like there's <laughs> no, a bit of volatility the, in the volume there's not yeah there's not much selling right now i mean it is tightly held uh, most of the large no. shareholders are not going anywhere so it's uh, you know no. until we start to generate uh, get the results back from expiration okay. Uh, that, that makes we're going to be yeah. fairly low volumes. Yeah. yeah, I saw you were one of the top performing stocks. I think yesterday or the day before yesterday, I was like, did I miss anything? Like, because <laughs> I'm a shareholder as well, right? So yeah. full disclaimer. Um, so I was looking at it, I was like, news? No, no, missed the news. We're still below IPO price, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. do you? Oh, see, okay. I wanted to follow that line of questioning for a second. 
valuation at the IPO. You raised seven million. I think the valuation level was about twenty million dollars. Yeah, think when you came, something like that. Yeah. Do you think that was a bit high for the, where you were at? Because the share price has been. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I think. I mean, you know, when you looked at, uh, we had a slide on our IPO deck, for example, we looked at a great number of Newfoundland and well, Atlantic Canada yeah. comparables, and I thought we had a very co conservative valuation, really. Uh, considering well, the excitement that going I, I was going to say if you compared to uh, one of your northerly neighbors on the same province quite lofty yeah oh, well, right mean, so of yeah, course you you're, you're undervalued even, right? even if you even if you cut out the, the outliers uh, we were still you know I think very very yeah. undervalued so no. Um, no I don't think it's okay. uh, I think it's a very considering the asset I think it's a valuation yeah. no because I'm just wondering where the buy the selling pressure was coming from right out of the gate right and I know yeah. we were going into tax loss but did you issue warrants with the financing? I think there was, you, there was there a was half a warrant. warrant, yeah. But it was fairly highly priced. Uh, 85 cents. Yeah, so way out of the money now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like I'm trying to understand the reasoning, like why right. sell into this, right? Yeah, well, I so don't know. I mean, maybe I mean, it's just a run for cash, like with the current environment or I something. I think some, like some retail investors so. sell quickly to yeah. keep the warrants and cash. I mean, you, you can't really know what the motivation yeah. of anybody is. You could, all you can do is try to do what you said you would do yeah. and do a good job at it. Yeah. Um, before we dive into the projects, we just jumped the, the cap structure hurdle. Let's, let's jump the personnel, the HR hurdle, and uh, talk about you. Like, how did you f come up with Newfoundland, like that, that theory? Like, what was the idea behind it, and what's your background? Yeah, well, my, I'm a geologist, first and foremost. Um, I come from Quebec originally, from, you know, in half of the country. Um, I lived in Newfoundland for a year in 20... I'm familiar with the province, uh, love, the pl love the province, love the people. Um, I've had a lot of good times in Newfoundland. So when, when you know, when I was having a beer with Plethora and we were talking about you know ideas that they would like to pursue, um, it didn't take a lot of looking at Newfoundland as a geological province now. Series of potential geological terrains to explore for me to find something that I was interested in. My background in exploration in the last you know 15 years or so has largely been in epithermal systems epithermal gold and the there is a province a, a geological terrain in newfoundland has a lot of of old showings that are epithermal in origin and it was that that got me interested because i was like well you know central newfoundland there's a lot of potential there it's all orogenic different type of deposit and there's been sporadic exploration there throughout the 1980s and had big programs on had big programs lots of drill holes lots of exploration and now there's a renewal of of, of interest there in the last couple of years uh, but the eastern part of Newfoundland hadn't been looked at nearly as much. So that was what really got me going in terms of saying, you know, this is an opportunity because it hasn't been looked at carefully by industry. It's been described by academics. It's been described by government, you know, new, uh, government of uh, Newfoundland and Geological Survey of Canada. Geologists have spent a lot of time there. Uh, but nobody in industry had really spent a lot of time systematically exploring that, that belt of rocks. So that was what, what got me interested in, in that portion of Newfoundland. Okay. Um, you said you staked it all, right? And you staked the ground. And like, how much money have you spent up to the IPO date? And uh, what have you spent it on? We spent, I mean, in total, I think we had just under $4 million of private level funding. I Something like that, anyway, yeah. ballpark. Um, most of that went directly into the ground. We yeah. had, you know, we did initially, at, well, the staking costs themselves are, you know, reasonable appreciable yeah. like but you stake a large land position you mobilize a, a small field crew the first year uh, do some prospecting do some ground truthing of old anomalies all that kind of stuff pare it down a little bit 
We followed that up with an um, with panel sampling at Hickey's Pond, which yeah. was emerging as the certainly the the showing that we had that had the most data on it and that looked the most interesting off the bat. Uh, great results there. Followed that up with uh, an IP survey. So that was a ground-based IP survey. That's another, you know, dollars. An airborne followed after that. And then we did a seven holes kind of proof of concept drill program in, okay. uh, in 2020 uh, just to prove up that we had something real. And, and you know, that, that all adds up. And then the costs associated with running an IP. Okay. No, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about the proof of concept model or the, the drilling campaign because you put out a decent, you, you actually hit a decent intercept. I think it was over 50 meters, just below a gram, I think. Yeah, 0. we 6, had 0. 0.7 grams. Uh, we had a 50, well, 50 yeah. meter, 51, I think, meter intercept of, of uh, 1.1 grams that included 10.8 yeah. meters, 4.4 oh, grams. Okay. So it's a broad, lower grade yeah. envelope that has some higher grade. Okay, what what is the goal of Hickey's Pond? I th that you said that's the main project. Like, what, what's your goal there? Like, are you trying to replicate what's been happening in the north or the organic deposits? Can you even reach those grades, or mm -hmm. are you happy with a below one gram but bulk tonnage scenarios? Like, what, what's the business model a little bit? Sure. Well, right off the bat, yeah. I think it's really important to differentiate um, orogenic deposits from epithermal deposits. So, what we're seeing in central Newfoundland, all the players that are up there, like generating exciting news. We're seeing classic orogenic veins. So gold, gold is hosted in quartz veins. Those quartz veins are, are relatively narrow. And you know, the job there, or the challenge for them, is to really knit that together and, and find enough material you know, in, in, a, in a vein that's consistent that can be mined. So that requires a lot of drilling because those, you know, they have spectacular grades, but they're very difficult to knit together sometimes. So they're drilling very, very tight. Drill, drill patterns up there, it's going to require a lot of drilling, and like hopefully they'll come up with some multi-million ounce deposits. When you contrast that with high sulfidation epithermal deposits, these tend to be large bulk tonnage open pit uh, you know, types of deposits. Um, so they will have lower grades. So it, I think it's one of the important things to point out, and I, something I try to point out to any potential investor is that we are, we are looking for those large low-grade intercepts. Uh, we're never going to generate, you know, 500 grand per ton. Yeah. That's not the kind of deposit this is. But what we can do, I think, relatively quickly, is show up a, 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 a good volume of rock that has solid, consistent mineralization. That's where we can, uh, you know, add value. And that's why a company like Newgold, for example, is interested in us compared to some of the other players in Newfoundland. It's because that's the kind of thing they specialize in. Okay, no, that makes sense. I think it's all about managing expectations in the end as well. Like retail yeah. loves the flashy numbers. They love the, the massive high-grade visible gold in the in the core as well. You won't get that with a high sulfidation hypothermal. No, you can system. have high grades. I mean, yeah. you know, but you won't see it. It's a finely disseminated gold usually. You don't see the big nuggets usually, do you? No, well, you, we, we, we do have some VG. Like, oh, there's nice. some VG okay. on the yeah. project, absolutely. Okay. And you do get, there, there, there are portions of high sulfidation yeah. deposits in the feeder zones that can have high grades. Okay. But... Is it something you want to count on? I, I mean, it's very yeah. early days. Hopefully, we'll find some of that stuff. Yeah. But really, the business model is predicated on, on finding large tonnage deposit that can be open pit mined near surface. That's, that's, the, that's the overall objective. If we get high grade, it'll be gravy. It'll be yeah. icing on the cake. Uh, but it's not what the exploration model is predicated on, and it's not necessarily an investor like Newgold would be looking for. They're just looking to develop that tonnage quickly and yeah. see it develop as a mineable deposit. Let's talk about the exploration model and defining that high, you know, high bulk tonnage or high tonnage scenario. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let, let, how are you approaching it now? You, you started drilling. Yeah. Um, you've done a lot of, say, basic geology work. Like, that's what I actually want to see, like the mapping, the sampling, the trenching and all that. 
um, run us through the model right now and where you're at in, the, in that process of maybe defining an initial resource. It might be better. Where are you at? Yeah, well, we started with, we started with you know, basic characterization. You, you're new on a property, you show up yeah. for the first time, you want to just make sure that what people in the past have described is there. So yeah. you go and you, you do basic work programs, just basic prospecting, basic characterization. Uh, you notice what wasn't done in the past. And for example, at Hickey's Pond, one thing we noted that had not been done was just very basic channel sampling across the outcrop. There'd been chip channels, you know, people just had, you know, chipped away at rocks here and there. And people knew there was high grade on surface, but nobody had done a sod channel. So that was the first thing we did. And that was the first work program. This was late 2018 yeah. that showed, you know, mineable looking widths and grades at surface. Yeah. That was what gives, you know, gives you the confidence to get, go to the next step then, to the next phase of exploration. Yeah. The IP survey followed that. And that started to show a really nice, def nicely defined chargeability anomaly yeah. that's located along the showing and goes off seven kilometers both directions. Um, when you start to see that, you're like, okay, now we have a large footprint. We have a showing on surface. There's not a lot of rock exposure, but where we do have the rock exposure, we have this you know, great showing that has mineable looking widths yeah. and grades at surface. You have the chargeability. Uh, anomaly which now looks like a large district st scale anomaly like it's multiple kilometers long and you don't know when you're looking for a high sulfidation thermal where is the center of it where's the best part at that point really the only thing that's going to help us is the drill bit so we were at a stage in like early 2020 where we say we, that we need to do a scout drill program just a, a brief proof of concept to show that there's mineralization that it has continuity to depth that it has potential for continuity long strike uh, and that it has the potential to be economic. So those seven drill holes we put in in 2020, I think demonstrated that over several hundred meters where we tested the system, we had this broad zone of mineralization, which is bearing gold, which is in that sort of gram range, which looks yeah. like amenable to open pit mining. Uh, and that's really now at a stage, that's the stage we were at in early February when we started this year's uh, program, where we have now a, a large tonnage tar target try to define and that's the challenge is to define that as quickly as you can so what's, what's the timeline you're looking at like quickly as you can it, it, of course like ideal world takes millions and millions of dollars that, sure is that the ideal scenario like as quickly as you can like i think the, you're drilling ten thousand meters now that's, th that's the, plan. the that's the plan so, for this year yeah. yeah so we have a treasury now that can that can drill yeah. that this year um what i'd like to accomplish overall i'd like to have a resource an initial maiden resource published on hickey's pond in within 18 months I think that's a reasonable target. It gives us the time to do the metallurgy work. It lets us time to do a solid, large-scale drill program uh, and get enough information there to hopefully publish an inferred resource, maybe even with some tonnage as well. Um, what we can do this year is we can get a good start on that. We don't have, it's clear we'll have to approach the markets again to do an additional financing to get to that overall uh, resource. That's likely to require, you know, 20 drilling. Um, but I think what we can do this year, get a good stab at it and certainly show on the back of the envelope the potential, what that resource might have a chance of looking like. Um, explain the, the drill targets right now. You've drilled 2,000 meters. Like, where have you drilled along? Like, how, how far did you step out? Like, are you really testing the full anomalies, like mm -hmm. the, two, uh, two, uh, the, the full two kilometers, the whole enchilada? Or just uh, like, okay, we're focusing on the 200 meter section that we had earlier or... Can you run us through that, the yes. targeting a bit? So the, the holes that we did in 2020 were quite broadly spaced. You know, we put a couple right on the little knob, like the we call the knob showing, which is yeah. the old showing. 
Um, we, we put a couple there and then we stepped across the little pond and then we moved along the strike like 300 meters in one direction um, to test the overall, that footprint, just to see is the system yeah. still there and, it, and it's still there. Uh, now what we've done is now we've started drilling it on a resource basis. So we've come in and now we're drilling systematic drill sections. So sections every 100 meters, you know, two or three drill holes per section with the objective that now what the information we'll get out of that will be directly uh, uh, inputs into a, into a resource model. So it's systematic exploration. Yeah. How deep are you drilling? At the moment, we're only testing to sort of about that 200 meter okay. vertical okay. because it's an open pit target. So yeah. we need to be testing that open pit depth First and foremost, okay. eventually there'll be deeper holes because, of yeah. course, you're you're interested about feeder systems. You want to see what it looks like deeper down. Uh, but but that's more of a phase two, phase three kind of yeah. kind of situation. I think so. That's the that's the upside. Once you start to see the potential for that open pit resource, now you need to start drilling it out. Uh, you know, on a more exploration basis, a long strike further down, testing those those sort of splay structures that you see, or any of the funny things you see in the geophysics, or you know, then you're on to really looking for the icing on the cake but but you need to show the potential yeah. for the for the bulk tonnage target first gotcha um i just saw a press release you, you put out uh, or you, you completed 2000 meters of the 10 already yeah uh, how how did that go can you give us a bit of feedback how the drill pro or how the campaign is progressing how difficult is it for you lap turnaround big big buzzword sure. of course are you using eastern analytical yeah why oh, everybody's using them <laughs> Um, Stop caulking up the labs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eastern is the closest lab, first of all. You, Springdale. You know, yeah, it's yeah. in Springdale, so it's easy to get to. Um, you know, we did a comprehensive, um, a comprehensive sort of round robin testing with them before yeah. we started to make sure we had confidence. I mean, that's part of our QA program. As you yeah. always start with, we sent a bunch of, of you know, certified reference materials, so standards uh, that you get analyzed, then you get the results back, and then you can ascertain. You say, yep, then right on the money, exactly where they need to be, performing yeah. well. Um, they're also still the fastest lab, really. I think these days, in turnaround. I mean, have a, you know, they don't. Uh, they offer a limited number of types of services, but the ones that they offer, they, they're okay. pretty quick. I, I heard they slowed down actually. Well, everybody, like I heard they slowed down compared to last year, even sure. just a tad. Like they, that's they've slowed down compared to last year, but so is everybody. So sure. it's okay. it's uh, you, you kind of pick your poison. Okay. Um, so what's the turnaround time for you, roughly? Right what now, you well, well, we haven't, haven't gotten, put out any holds yet, no. so. It's what is it looking like right now? Do you expect to put anything out right after our conversation? Like, no, I, no. I'm exp okay. I don't have any results yet. That's... I would put them out today if I had them. Um, <laughs> no, the, um, when I had a conversation with their lab manager, when we submitted our first batch, mm -hmm. we submitted our first batch of samples, I think it was February. Yeah. Is when the Valentine's Day package. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, at that point, they were looking um, at, I think they were, they were looking at four to six weeks on a rush service and something like six to 12 weeks standard. So what we've done is we've rushed the first several batches because I understand right now, you know, shareholders want news. News is going to drive yeah. volume, all the rest of, of, of it. So we're, we've, we've Can I jump in yeah. real quick? Absolutely. Is that the only reason you rushed them? Is that, well, I mean, we're seeing things that we expect to see. We're okay. seeing, we're seeing and, and I put that out in the press release, we're seeing high sulfidation alteration in, in every hole drill to date. We're seeing something that's consistent with the, with the, um, the geological model for what yeah. we so far understand the geometry of, of the alteration zone look be, uh, we can't predict grade. It's not one of these situations where you look yeah. at the core, it's not like a nickel project where you can you know predict probably to one decimal place sometimes. Well, you got the XRF scanner also telling you what's going on yeah. for those base metal projects. And usually. for gold, you don't have that. So, no. so I, I, you know, I, there's nothing we can say until the assays come back. But yeah, so far we're seeing something consistent with the geological model. 
Uh, it looks interesting to me. I mean, we're seeing uh, yeah. some of the rock types we saw. The nice thing is because we had a drill program in 2020, we know what the assays were for those for those rock types yeah. and for those alteration signatures. So we're seeing, you know, broadly comparable rock types now, uh, broadly comparable uh, alteration zones uh, that look coherent and that are you know consistent across sections and. So, you know, I mean, I have hope that we're going to get some good numbers, but, yeah. you know, until the numbers yeah. come in, you can't tell. Yeah, but the, the, the drill campaign is continuous. So you're continuously drilling. You, you're not waiting for those results to come back to, to refocus no. or retarget or anything. The, the timing is actually pretty good because Newfoundland in the spring, almost everybody in Newfoundland just stops drilling in the spring. It's the breakup period. It gets sloppy, muddy. Uh, you don't really want to be out there. The drill companies don't want to be out there. So most people take a break during the breakup period. You know, so that could be on the Buren Peninsula where we are probably mid-March. Uh, until probably mid-April. Uh, so that'll be a, a break for us. We're going to shut down the drill uh, in the next couple of weeks. You know, once once the drilling c conditions get tough where you're starting to just waste more time yeah. trying to get places than actually drilling, um, we'll stop it there. And that'll be a nice kind of convenient break for us because then we'll be able to get those samples out to the markets, you know, let the markets digest that, what the results look like, and we'll be back again in the summer, probably starting in late May, uh, for the full summer program where we'll bring in the second drill now yeah. and that'll be where we'll start to hit some of those other targets on the property it's a large property and there's a lot of other targets gotcha. uh, so so that summer program will be the one where we really start to drill out the resource that we'll hopefully start to see at hickey's pond and all of those outbound targets which are all upside yeah. and all targets that have never seen a drill hit before okay interesting okay so news flow what are we looking at drill results obviously anything that you're going to throw out or throw at us in, in, in the meantime? You said you started MetWork or you're about to start we're, MetWork? Yeah, we have, uh, we, we're in conversations now just to do some early scale characterization, gold deportment yeah. studies or maybe bench scale tests just to get an idea yeah. of what we're going to be looking, la looking at. Um, that, that's not necessarily germane for a resource, but it will be for, a, say, a preliminary economic assessment yeah. or something like that. So you need to get a handle on that early on. Definitely be working on that uh, throughout the summer. Um, in terms of news flow, I mean, my commitment to shareholders is to share news often and as frequently yeah. as we have results. So, you know, as batches arrive, they'll be communicated to the markets yeah. for sure. I put out a release uh, a couple of days ago, uh, just announcing what our progress was, uh, just with the understanding that the assay labs are just, clogged up and you want, you yeah. want people to see that you're progressing. And so I think that, you know, the, for a new drill project, um, we're doing really well. Like, I mean, in 20, I think it was 26 days, drilled over yeah. 2,000 meters. That's 83 meters a day, including drill moves and everything else. Like, that's that's good production. That's a very good average. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we're, 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 we're yeah. making progress. We're drilling good holes. We're seeing interesting alteration in the holes. The sample's already at the lab. You know, now it's just a, a waiting yeah. game to see when we get them back. But when we get them back, we'll start putting out news regularly based on, you know, as the batches arrive, we'll just... Fantastic. David, I really appreciate you coming into the studio. Yeah, yeah. It's a thanks great for conversation. Me. Like really, it's like thanks for being my guinea pig here. Oh, you know, get some kinks to work out. Work processes, like as you might have seen, like are not hundred percent ideal yet. Still figuring stuff out. <laughs> Reconfiguring stuff and like I'm on I'm on war or at war with this thing. So we'll uh, we'll figure it out for the next one. <laughs> oh we will. We will. No, everybody else. I really appreciate it. let me switch camera real quick. I set this up here. There we go as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This was SF Live episode 244. As David announced, full disclaimer, we are shareholders of the company. We bought the IPO into the private placement, the $7 million round. Um, 
looking forward to some results coming out of uh, Newfoundland there. It's so going to be quite exciting. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Give us a like, give us a follow and all that good stuff here. Um, hit, hit it on YouTube, hit it on Twitter. Really appreciate it, especially the likes because they do help with the YouTube algorithm. And uh, if you are an early stage shareholder or if you just want to see the company succeed, hit that like button. Others inv other investors will be able to see that video as well. And uh, it helps with. Thanks so much. We'll be back with more live content from the new studio very soon.